clip from the opening of a 1983 production of uh, Macbeth, the play by William Shakespeare. Uh, this uh, version of it was directed by Jack Gold, and uh, it, it's uh, a, an enduring story that has been uh, uh Put to film and video a number of different times, uh, and the one that really stands out to me is the 1948 film uh, starring Orson Welles. Now, this is Orson Welles still, I would say, in his in his acting prime. This is, uh, you know, only a handful of years after Citizen Kane, and the way I remember it, I I, I watched this. Uh, movie a number of years ago but I remember it being very good and you know dark and plotting but very much at the the pace of of the play it, it isn't some kind of modernization really but it, it, I would say it's a it's a classic cinematic take on uh, classic tragedy she should have died hereafter there would have been a time for such a word. Tomorrow, and tomorrow, and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out. Out. Brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage. And then is heard no more. It 
is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. That's from the Orson Welles movie. And I think it's a powerful reading of one of the most uh, iconic passages in drama. Now, there's no reason to get uh, too far into other Shakespearean tragedies by way of comparing and contrasting them uh, with Macbeth. I, I think that Macbeth is very, very close to the perfect tragedy. Uh, Macbeth is a thane, uh, something like an earl or a duke in the Scotland of the late dark ages, early medieval times, perhaps. It was written by Shakespeare in a time when the first uh, uh, King James was in power. This was a, a Scottish individual. The depictions of witches are especially powerful the the uh the portrayal of the witches is a, a key choice in in picking uh stage props and layout but i i think one of the things that stands about one of the things that stands out about macbeth is how well it holds up as, as a book it, it's it's a straightforward uh, book not overly long for uh, an Elizabethan tragedy and it, it has a cl very clear story arc it really uh, is is largely focused on uh, the main plot and characters uh like in many Shakespearean tragedies and, and other plays, seem to have a, a fascinating inner life to them, uh, and there must be more going on. But the story arc is very clear. He, an effective general and thane named Macbeth has one plaudits from his king, Duncan of Scotland. Three witches, as uh, heard earlier, uh, figure into the plot. In, in, in a way, Shakespeare seems to ask questions, perhaps, rather than provide clear, unambiguous answers. Are the witches predicting or are they influencing? Now, later, Macbeth becomes aware 
of their power of prediction and seeks out their counsel. Uh, this is after he has been induced, partly by his wife, Lady Macbeth, to murder King Duncan. And for now, he appears to have gotten away with it. But he wants to... He wants to look into the future. And the witches summon apparitions. So here's a section where he has come to talk to them. Macbeth, tell me, thou unknown power, first witch, he knows thy thought, hear his speech, but say thou not. And this is in reference to the apparition, which speaks now. Macbeth, 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 beware Macduff, beware the Thane of Fife, Dismiss me. Enough. Eventually, uh, a sort of rebel alliance uh, unites against Macbeth as his tyranny exceeds the uh, the acceptable levels for a Scottish king, and Macduff uh, becomes his arch rival, uh, the danger to his throne, and. Uh, this uh, clip here, it goes uh, back to that 1983 version. I think it was made for the BBC. And uh, it uh, presages uh, what would eventually happen in the battle. Macbeth shall never vanquished be until great Burnham Wood to hide Gunsonane Hill shall come against him. I used to use Zite uh, for uh, reading news. Not not too often, as uh, as I learned when I uh, I saw that it had been shut down, and I hadn't really been paying too much attention. Now um, I think I've you know I've talked about it before, but I'm I'm a, mainly an RSS reader user, so I'll use Feedly and uh, Reader and Unread and apps like that mainly to read news because I can you know custom pick the feed sources, uh, you know, use RSS uh, or Atom feeds. So I don't use the um, more, I don't know, consumer-oriented news readers that much, but I like Zite. Zite was good 
at finding stories that I thought were relevant with, I, I don't know, a handful of different questions or sections that you would, um, you'd either answer some questions or add sections or something like, you know, kind of to customize it. It didn't seem too heavy duty uh, in terms of the work to customize, but it seemed to find pretty good results. Now Flipboard bought them and they say they're integrating their technology and, and all that. But uh, I think Flipboard is good, but they're a fundamentally different app and they can add features of uh, and technologies that Zyte had, but it still doesn't seem to, to work right. And I don't know where Zyte went wrong. I think maybe it's because they got bought by CNN at one point. Uh, anyway, that uh, is gone. And so Apple News is another... One thing I will say about Apple News, it's more like Zyte in terms of UI. Now, I haven't found it to really come down to my... Um, preferences very effectively yet. Maybe it still needs some tweaking. It seems like I saw that they added uh, Apple News editorial type thing, but then I, I, I've seen it. It seems to me to just be a lot of uh, kind of uh, mainstream large uh, stories, which is fine, but you can find those on any kind of internet site. So I guess I'm still looking for one of those kind of mainstream or consumer uh, news apps that is good but for now I use Flipboard occasionally uh, on my uh, iPhone and but more often I, I've been trying Apple News well mathematics uh, is not only baffling and annoying to people who aren't particularly keen on on mathematics and and what I, I'm talking about people who prefer physics-based solutions to uh, cosmic problems that use the math that's necessary instead of trying to uh, build on abstract math to uh, describe physics and, and 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 stuff like that I'm not I'm not, I don't, I don't mean, you know, arithmetic here or algebra, but th there's kind of mathematics that are, uh, uh, beyond my, uh, uh, education in the field by, uh, uh, several orders of magnitude. I, I've produced some interesting press the last few weeks. Uh, so there's this article that's in uh, new scientists and it's in, uh, written up in other stuff too. Uh, the, the headline is mathematics. Mathematicians left baffled after a three-year struggle over proof. And just to give you an idea, it, there's a uh, there's a there's a very uh, bright mathematics scholar uh, in Japan who claims to have solved a very a, a very difficult problem, uh, but the proof is 500 pages. It was released in 2012, and just recently in England there was this conference, and it kind of uh, started maybe with some promise, but then after a while people just felt like there there wasn't any there 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 really wasn't um, re really any any new ground being covered. Uh, the, the, this is from the article, uh, quote, There was substantial audience frustration in the final two days, unquote, writes Brian Conrad of Stanford University. And uh, so I, I, I don't know. If you want to read the article, um, 
you, you can. Uh, I don't. I don't know if, the, if 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 there's really any more to uh, say about it. <laughs> At least you know, based on you know what I know. United Auto Workers have uh, done something pretty interesting. The uh, UAW is known for the northern uh, car plants, the the GM and Ford and Chrysler plants uh, up in Michigan and places like that. Uh, now, the, the car plants in the south are often owned by foreign uh, companies, and they are often ununionized. Now, this is just some of the people in a factory. It's one factory, but at a VW plant, uh, um, the UAW uh, won its first organizing vote. Uh, so that was just that was the first time that they had won in the South, and uh, it was in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I know where so now is, yes. maybe maybe that's a start, you know, for for a lot of uh, unionization to finally happen in uh, in the South, uh, but it's um it's not clear right now how far this uh, you know these early days will continue. The music you hear in the background is uh, by William Besinski, and uh, it's called Divertissement 2. Now, uh, this is the uh, the creator, although there's a co-credit to Richard Chartier, uh, th- this is the uh, creator of um, uh, a series of uh, long uh, ambient uh, tracks that I like uh, called the Disintegration loops and uh, this uh, latest uh, divertisement is uh, is a new work by Besinski that uh, I found on Spotify and I definitely uh, enjoy uh, his uh, his style of uh, composition you're listening to the djmcloud.com podcast with me, Dan McKeown. You can send us feedback. Uh, send an email to 2015 at sf3am.com. You can check out my website, danmckeown.info. And uh, this is episode 155. I am recording this on December 31st, 2015. I have a... Uh, simple uh blackjack game the the uh i get a few of the rules are still simplified because the uh uh the implementation right now is very simple but if you go to sf3am.com slash blackjack you can uh see uh at the moment it is a uh desktop browser console 
blackjack game, which means uh, on a Mac, for example, you type Command Option I, I'll hold those keys down, and then you you'll see the console on Chrome, and uh, I think on some other browsers. And your platform may vary, like Windows maybe uh, Control Option I or something like that. So when you get to there, you can type in the commands that are given as examples on the screen, at least in the current form. And then you can you can play the game. The uh, the system is there for a card deck, for dealing, for scoring. But, but the actual uh, game mechanic uh, is uh, it involves uh, you uh, typing in the the commands if you want to play it right now. And so uh, I may work on a UI so that it can be played just from the browser and perhaps even on phones. Well, for music fans in Britain, it looks like through the uh, vagaries of their uh, government system, uh, that it's been made illegal again to make private copies of your own music. And uh, there's an article in uh, Ars Technica that uh, kind of goes through uh, what what's happened but uh more or less this uh this law or, or rules uh that m make it so that uh uh just you know having uh, your own uh private um you know uh backup of music appears to not be allowed at, at least you know officially And there's uh, there's another uh, thing about Britain. I, j I just have been wondering this. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn is now the leader of the opposition uh, and the leader of the Labour Party. Uh, he talked about uh, uh, the Chillicott report release of Tony Blair might go on trial. I wonder uh, if there's any news on that. This article in the New York Times got my attention. Uh, it uh, basically it's about the sham uh, corporate arbitration that people tend to broadly agree to now in a lot of uh, consumer agreements, terms of service, as uh, stuff like that. People uh, in this specific case, people are being sued over debt, and uh, the, the the headline is. Uh, sued over old debt and blocked from suing back uh, so basically people's rights to uh to actually go to court over uh matters uh with corporations are being severely curtailed and cut back because of these agreements these broad uh, agreements that 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 enforce uh arbitration only uh situations and it's something to, to be very careful about when agreeing to any kind of terms of service or consumer agreement, I would say, uh, these days. And I know for uh, most consumers, uh, there's all sorts of these agreements everywhere. It's a very confounding problem.
Well, there there's always gun news, and uh, uh, recently uh, the Supreme Court allowed, uh, I think by not uh, uh, hearing a case, allowed uh, Highland Park, Illinois, uh, a, a northern uh, suburb of Chicago, uh, to uh, to have an assault weapons ban. And it's it's uh it's it's very surprising because of the way that they've they've been ruling to the effect that the United States is based on guns. So it's it's just I don't know uh, like Chicago has had uh, handgun bans you know overturn and uh, uh, before and stuff like that. So I don't know why uh, Highland Park uh, is being allowed to ban uh, assault weapons, but I'm in favor of it. There's an ad uh, against gun violence that the NBA is doing. Uh, it's uh, it's it's it, it's it's kind of uh, uh, fascinating to me that the um, the league is is basically going you know explicitly you know against the uh, the gun I culture. I heard about a shooting involving a three year old girl over the summer. My daughter Riley is that age. There was a point when I felt that I was going to die. My parents used to always say a bullet didn't have a name on it. Someone put a bullet in the back of my 14-year-old son's head. The gun should never be an option. We're Americans. We don't have to live like this. We can all make a difference. In the United States, 88 people die of gun violence every day. Oh, come on, this is bullshit! We can end gun violence. two presidential elections the democrats won and uh while the majorities were not overly resounding for barack obama they 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 were pretty solid and uh the, even uh in uh 2012 uh he, he he was you know uh well ahead of mitt romney in popular vote and electoral vote when, when everything was tallied and a lot of people have been talking before those elections and after about the demographic advantage that the Democratic coalition, the the Barack Obama coalition, appears to have over Republicans, over the people that back John McCain, Mitt Romney, and will back whatever nominee the the Republicans have this time. Uh, there's an article in uh, the Washington. Uh, uh, post uh, uh, blog uh, plumb line uh, that uh, talks with Roy Tessera, who's a uh, 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 someone who has uh, been writing about the, uh, the this demographic wave that uh, may be kind of uh, coming in favor of the Democrats, and whether that will hold uh, true for this year, whether uh, uh, the the 
uh, Democrats should be favored in the election. And and he, he basically says, yes, that the share of minorities is increasing, the share of uh, uh, non-college educated white uh, people is decreasing while the share of college educated white people is holding about flat, maybe slightly growing. All these different uh, trends uh, seem to favor uh, dem- uh, uh, Democrats at uh, the at the ballot box. So when uh, uh, when the, the election comes up, will will the Republicans be able to make enough you know difference either by getting the traditionally uh, conservative uh, white rural voters to vote in greater numbers, or by uh, cutting into the the so-called uh, Obama coalition? And uh, that remains unclear whether uh, they'll be able to do either. I have a uh, be- my best of 2015 that I just kind of uh, I put together uh, on Twitter, but there's a link to it that'll link to uh, my updates blog where the- they're all uh, listed together. Uh, uh, it it just you know is a collection of different stuff that I uh, uh, created uh, mostly. Well, there's a, a photograph of. Uh, of being on the field at the Apple Cup this year between Washington and Washington State, or uh, the Ryukyu front-end framework that uh, I put on GitHub that has a grid system and a lot of uh, uh, you know CSS for styling and uh, also some JavaScript features. And uh, uh, that's available at danmckeown.info slash code slash Ryukyu. Uh, R-Y-U-K-Y-U. But you can also uh, find all the different links I've been talking about at the show notes. Just go to djmcloud.com slash 64 and then look for uh, podcast 155. talked about Kurt Cobain of Nirvana and Scott Weiland of Stone Temple Pilots in the last episode and in this episode I want to give a quick mention to the movie Pearl Jam 20 it's from a few years ago uh, but it, it it's it's from uh, Cameron Crowe and Pearl Jam and I think it it it, it goes through uh, uh, the you know the couple decades, uh, emphatically the first, obviously, which was their higher profile run. Uh, it kind of has some behind the music moments from their second, like, uh, binaural, I guess was kind of their low point as a band, but they kind of marshaled on from there. And, you know, it, it, it seems like they're, they're doing pretty well, but, uh, uh, you, you know, they're, they're one of those bands in the nineties. They were, they were a creative force, uh, I, I really, uh, I really think very highly of Stone Gossard's guitar playing, and I, uh, I think that they, they put on uh, 
an incredible show when I saw them in 1998. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for their musicianship. And I think that the, the movie, of course, you know, it, 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 it kind of goes back to that 90s sensibility. Uh, you know, so if, if you look at it through that lens, I think it's actually a, a, a good document you know of uh of, of their part in in the uh the 90s alternative rock culture and that's where michelle esquinazi comes in like, I got a master's degree from the streets of Brooklyn. Period. Ph.D. I'll take your eyeball out with No. This. I will. In prison, this is contraband. Franchise. Michelle is half the bail bond queen and runs the biggest bail bond company in New York. Here's how it works. If you can't afford thousands of dollars in bail, you can pay Michelle a fee of just a few hundred dollars. Her company puts up your bail and you can live freely while on trial instead of in prison. But if you miss a court date, it's Michelle's money that's on the line. So if you go missing, she'll find you. Is this your way of getting out of your responsibilities? Is this the way you act? Or is he, you know, on the run? Then I decide whether or not I want to give it to my hunters or not. These bounty hunters... So what's going on? ...who's broken their contract. In some ways, they have fewer legal restrictions than the police. Police, they need a warrant to get inside the house. We don't need a warrant. If you're in the house and I saw you and I got a positive ID, you in there, I'm going in. Whoever matter. you are, quit calling me. People pop out of everywhere. Closets, attics, basements, dogs. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. People you know what it might be? It depends where we at. If bounty hunters sound like something from the Wild West, that's because they were a part of Frontier Justice. I am on drugs. They say bail bonds themselves are outdated. It doesn't work very well. It's tough on poor people, particularly poor people of color. It doesn't adequately protect communities. Uh, so it's a system that really needs to be done away with. Yes. While those who have money to pay their own bail get it refunded if they stick to the rules, it's the poor who end up paying fees to companies like Michelle's. But she says she provides a service that costs the taxpayer nothing while efficiently bringing criminals back to court. With reform of this $14 billion industry unlikely for now, fugitives will just have to keep a lookout for Michelle and her hunters. Funny. What do you think, Dave? Colin Vinyl, my son. 
Hey, you've been listening to the djmcloud.com podcast. Uh, so if you want to check out my blog, uh, just go to djmblog.com. Mm-hmm.